faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to this week's Battleground America podcast edition of Insane Things, where we wrap up the most insane things of the week, things we've never seen before and quite frankly can't believe are happening. Texas Congressman Tony Gonzalez warning of a massive wave of migrants heading to the U.S. border from Panama, some with potential ties to terrorism. I just met with the foreign minister of Panama. She goes, you know, there there's over 100,000 migrants coming through Panama on their way to the United States as we speak. And she goes, funny you ask that, Tony, because in Panama, we do biometrics and we have apprehended 52 people that have been associated that are associated with Al Qaeda. Yep. Al Qaeda is headed here. No surprise to listeners to the Battleground podcast. They did a video production telling us they were headed here. And how they plan to get here, over the border. Oh, and that they're going to do another terror attack on our soil. That would be much worse than 9-11. If only we'd gotten such a warning before 9-11. And that tells you everything that you need to know. That they are so confident that our leaders will not stop another attack on our soil. They can pre-announce it. They can even tell us how they plan to get here. And we'll do nothing. And why will we do nothing? Because any attack on U.S. soil can be used by the left to strengthen the powers of their intelligence and law enforcement arm, the FBI. It's a win-win for that. And Congress, which has become little more than a distraction for the FBI, can't even get answers out of the FBI or the Department of Homeland Security about the Al-Qaeda types headed this way. So says Florida Congresswoman Kat McCammick this week, which also, by the way, was a record breaker for apprehensions at the border. Something we've never seen before. Not these numbers. Not only is 1.7 million apprehensions unacceptable, unconscionable, really. And by the way, apprehensions doesn't mean that we caught them and returned them to their home country. A lot of those folks are in our country now with a five-year notice to appear before a judge. Now, of course, we all know that no one's going to actually follow up on their court date, but you hit on the gotaways. What we know is we have about 350,000 known gotaways. Those are individuals that were either ca- uh, captured on camera or they were seen by a Border Patrol agent and they were evading them. Those are the ones that are particularly troublesome and worrisome for us because they're the known sex offenders, the gang members. Those are the individuals who are seeking to avoid apprehension because they have a record. They know that they'll get turned around. That's probably where the Al-Qaeda terrorists are hiding. I mean, the ones Panama didn't catch. Part of the problem, though, is that the Department of Homeland Insecurity won't even tell Congress about the terrorists they've found. Unlike, you know, Panama. This is another reason why we need Secretary Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, to get out. He needs to resign. He would not agree to even briefing members on the Homeland Security Committee before the end of September on the individuals that have come across our border, apprehended, that are on the known terrorist watch list. We know that there are many of them who have. Meanwhile, a caravan expected to be 95 thousand people strong and to grow to a hundred and forty five thousand people before it hits our border is being organized it's set to launch saturday at 6 a.m it's so organized people are even using qr codes that are being distributed online to show that they paid 
145,000, including al-Qaeda? That's a little embarrassing if you're Joe Biden. And you haven't even bothered to call the officials down at the border who've called you many times. And you haven't done anything about it and haven't bothered to visit. So what do you do if you're Joe Biden and CNN asks you about it in a town hall? You lie. No one will know. Joe Biden, our brain room, has said they looked, they looked back in history, even as a senator, as a vice president, and as a president, he has not gone down to the border. But last night he was at town hall with Anderson Cooper, and Anderson asked him about this. Listen to what he said. Do you have plans to visit the southern border? Uh, I've been there before, and I haven't, I mean, I know it well. I guess I should go down, but the... But but, but the whole point of it is I haven't had a whole hell of a lot of time to get down. I've been spending time going around looking at the $900 billion worth of damage done by by hurricanes and floods and and weather and and traveling around the world. But uh, I plan on now my wife, Jill, has been down. 19 trips home to Delaware, 10 weekends at Camp David, more weekends at Camp David than at the White House, nine weekends at the White House so far. He has time to do that. He has time to go campaign in Virginia next Tuesday, but no time for the border. All of which leads us to insane thing number two, our seaport borders. You know the ones that Joe Biden is fixing or said he was with that order for them to be open 24-7, which will do absolutely nothing to fix the container crisis, which is the goal, because they're astroturfing. The container crisis. Why? You got a good look at that this week when another insane thing Joe Biden proposes on national television. Hey, I'll send the National Guard out to seize the supply lines. Yeah, they'll drive trucks. Yeah, his uh, administration had to walk that back, but it was a scary insight into where they're going. Joe probably heard that in a meeting, you know, while he was sitting in the corner drooling. Is that their goal? to seize the supply lines after creating a crisis because this is a totally Democrat-created crisis. I detailed how they created it on Tuesday in the podcast, That Supply Chain Crisis? Question mark. It's deliberate. Yep, and you could see that because remember what Joe Biden did, the one thing that won't fix it. He did that big press conference on how he's on it, man. He is on the port. He is going to get the supplies to the American people. Problem is, by the town hall, he couldn't even remember the name of one of the ports he was working so hard to keep open. And there was this notable uncomfortable moment when the president seemed to lose track until the moderator had to come to the rescue. 40% of all products coming into the United States of America on the West Coast go through uh, Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? Is it Long Beach? Long Beach, thank you. Yeah, he's totally got the container crisis under control. Not that it matters, because this week, Pete Buttigieg, our transportation secretary, when he's not on maternity leave, admitted this crisis will pretty much never end. Or rather, the Democrats don't intend for it to ever end. As massive disruptions to the supply chain continue with Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg admitting there's no relief on the horizon. So there's no easy fix. There's no magic wand. The biggest difference of all, the thing that would really help with all of the disruptions, all of the uh, shocks that we're seeing is to put this pandemic behind us. Well, we know that won't happen. Dr. Anthony Fauci's already admitted COVID will always be with us. We'll need boosters every six months, and those will fail at the end of each six months. So 
Translation, it's supply chain crisis forever. Which brings us to insane thing number four. It turns out Anthony Fauci is a lying felon. Yep, lying to Congress is a felony, punishable by up to five years in prison. And he did it. Here's Anthony Fauci lying to Congress under oath back in May. Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the NIH funding of the lab in Wuhan? Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Do they fund Dr. Barrick? What's gain-of-function research? That's where you turn perfectly harmless viruses that are only in animals into killers by teaching them to jump from animals to humans and making them more deadly. This summer, under oath, Senator Rand Paul gave Fauci one more chance to walk back his lie. Knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. And if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. Yeah, turns out it was Fauci who was lying. His own agency, the National Institutes of Health, finally admitted this week it did fund gain-of-function research, including research at the Wuhan lab to make, guess what, coronaviruses more deadly. Last week, his boss, people don't realize Fauci has a boss, but he does, at the National Institutes of Health, Francis Collins suddenly resigned. Now we know why. The proof that they had funded the viruses had leaked, forcing the NIH to admit what Fauci would not. They funded them. Here's the coverage from Fox News. The National Institute of Health now admitting to funding gain-of-function research with COVID at the Wuhan lab in China. This despite its director, Dr. Anthony Fauci, repeatedly denying it. Now, in July of 2020, at the height of the pandemic, Dr. Fauci was pressed by Senator Rand Paul about gain-of-function research. Take a listen. Gain-of-function research was going on in that lab, and NIH funded it. You are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent that. And if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. In case you have any doubts about what they were actually doing in that lab, remember this. Fauci and the Pentagon, good God, that's scary, ran their funding for the Wuhan lab through Peter Daszak's Echo Health Alliance. Here's Daszak at a conference with Anthony Fauci talking about what Echo Health specifically was creating in the Wuhan lab. You create pseudoparticles, you look, you insert the spike proteins from those viruses, see if they bind to human cells. And each step of this, you move closer and closer to this virus could really become pathogenic in people. And you end up with a small number of, of viruses that really do look like killers. A society, heck, humanity, If they wanted to survive, would ask some pointed questions about what our Pentagon and Fauci were doing at the Wuhan lab, especially given that under Mike Pompeo, former head of the CIA, when he was our secretary of state, their investigation found without a doubt that the coronavirus, coronavirus 
that killed so many, COVID-19 came out of the Wuhan lab. They said it unequivocally. But Joe Biden threw that report out, started again when he took office, and had the intel community decide that there was just no way to know. Never mind, they'd already figured it out at the State Department. This is a cover-up. But what's so obscene about it is that what Fauci did at the Wuhan lab, what he lied about to Congress under oath is a felony. It carries up to five years in prison. And Roger Stone was convicted of that. Do you remember the raid at his house? He was a Trump advisor. You know, the one where the FBI got in trouble for tipping off CNN so they could get the whole thing on film. The one where, for show, they pulled up to the back of his house in an amphibious vehicle because it was in the, on the water, where they rolled up in full tactical gear with dozens of FBI agents to terrorize Stone. Want to know what his crime was? Same as Fauci's. Lying under oath to Congress. So when is the dawn tactical raid on Fauci's home going to occur? Or is he just immune from the law? Which brings us to the fifth most insane thing this week. As we saw firefighters, police officers, and other heroes of the pandemic. Well, that was back then. Fired from their jobs as Joe Biden mocked them with fake science. Remember as you hear Joe say this, that the CDC director, Robin Walensky, has admitted the shot doesn't stop the spread. The vaccinated spread it just as much as the unvaccinated. Maybe nobody's told Joe. Or maybe he doesn't know. Or maybe he just forgot. Whatever the case, he's still pretending that his vaccine mandate and getting vaccinated can stop the spread. His CDC director said otherwise three weeks ago. What they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. So if you're going home to somebody who has not been vaccinated, to somebody who can't get vaccinated, somebody who has um, uh, comorbidities that put them at high risk, I would suggest you wear a mask in public indoor settings. But that scientific reality didn't slow Joe down one iota as he mocked the brave police and firefighters losing their jobs. President Biden mocking vaccine skeptics during a CNN town hall, while also saying police officers and emergency responders should be fired if they refuse to get the COVID jab. Are those who just try to make this a political issue, freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on. Freedom. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Uh, The mandates are working. Biden's comments come as first responders from coast to coast are quitting or getting fired. We showed you this video earlier this week of first responders in Seattle turning in their boots in protest. There's so many people that are being affected by this vaccine mandate. How insane is all of this? How not about the shot is all of this? Perfect insane example this week comes to us from Lori Lightfoot, Mayor of Chicago, who's looking at losing 3,000 police officers to the vaccine mandate. That's approximately how many refuse to disclose their status, a firing offense right now in Chicago. She's kind of desperate. She's looking at losing them all. So what did she do? She asked sheriffs from around the state to fill their places with deputies. Two of them refused to help her and both pointed out the problem. Their deputies aren't vaxxed. 
some of them. They don't have vaccine mandates in their department. So they would be putting potentially unvaxxed employees on the streets of Chicago to replace unvaxxed employees they fired. What does this show you? That none of this is about the vaccine. It's about enforced compliance with the party. It's about inculcating the idea into people's minds that your job is a privilege and you are afforded the privilege of working only by going along with whatever crazy idea the party has now. And they'll get extensively wackier as time goes on. Which brings us to insane thing number six, the testimony of Department of Injustice head and practical wannabe fascist dictator Merrick Garland, who last week promised to stick the FBI on the American people. Nobody did a better job of pointing out the insanity of all of this than Representative Jim Jordan while quizzing Garland about the snitch lines he's setting up so people can rat out disgruntled parents to the FBI. Here's what the October 4th memo said. Quote, I'm directing the FBI to convene meetings with local leaders. These meetings will open dedicated lines of communication for threat reporting. Dedicated lines of communication for threat reporting. A snitch line on parents started five days after a left-wing political organization asked for it. Where's the dedicated lines of communication with local leaders regarding our southern border? Something that frankly is a federal matter. Where's the dedicated lines of communication on violent crime in our cities? Violent crime that has went up in every major urban area where Democrats have defunded the police. Nope, can't do that. Can't do that. The Biden Justice Department is going to go after parents who object to some racist hate America curriculum. Nope, can't focus on the southern border where 1.7 million illegal encounters have happened this year alone. A record. A record number. MS-13 can just waltz right across the border, but the Department of Justice, they're going to open up a snitch line on parents. But Representative Jordan, like me, thinks this won't end well for them. You're going to spark a rebellion among the American people if you keep this up, Jordan said to Garland. Jefferson said once, tyranny is when the people fear the government. We're there. Sadly, we are there. But I don't think, I don't think the good people, I don't think the good people of this great country are going to cower and hide. I think your memo, Mr. Attorney General, was the last straw. I think it was the catalyst for a great awakening that is just getting started. Pilots at Southwest Airlines, the Chicago Police Union, parents at school board meetings, Americans are pushing back because Americans value freedom. A few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, Terry McAuliffe said this, I don't think parents should be telling schools what to teach. When government tells parents we're smarter than you, Americans aren't going to tolerate it. When the Attorney General of the United States sets up a snitch line on parents, Americans aren't going to tolerate it. I think they're going to stand up to this accelerated march to communism that we now see. America's going to fight the good fight. They're going to finish the course. They're going to keep the faith because Americans value freedom. Finally, the most insane thing this week. Number seven, the bizarre and at times delusional speech Joe Biden gave in Scranton, in which he told several fantastical lies and then assorted the bizarre new economic policy of the Democrat Party, which is that everything we want to buy now, everything we want to do now costs zero dollars and zero cents. And it does not 
increase the debt. When you talk about the number, we shouldn't even talk about the numbers because it's all paid for, written in the same piece of legislation. So you pass the spending, you're also passing the tax cuts and you're passing the taxes are going to be increased. It doesn't increase the debt because we're just printing dollars, which decreases the value of every dollar and costs the American people to date $175 a month in extra inflationary costs, Moody says. How do we know? The San Francisco Fed finally admitted it this week in another major news story the media ignored. Why? They say that the printing and the borrowing from the Biden stimulus is what's causing a lot of the inflation. You know, the zero dollars and zero cents that makes living unaffordable. It's unsustainable. But it's also the fiscal policy of the Democrat Party, at least until we can take back Congress. No other solutions are being proposed, but printing and printing just faster and faster and faster, like pouring gasoline on a fire to put it out. Hopefully we can seize the printing press before they can do too much damage. But it wasn't the only delusion in that delusional speech. Joe Biden also promised to take millions of cars off the road. I guess he's going to do that for zero dollars and zero cents, too. And he even asserted this week, it was a very delusional week for Joe, that he was a marcher, a leader in the civil rights movement. He wasn't. Joe was a segregationist who, up until the early 80s, fought for segregation of the races, the opposite of what the civil rights movement was trying to accomplish. In fact, back then, Joe wanted to be sure everybody knew he wasn't a civil rights activist. Here's what he said at the time. During the 60s, I was, in fact, very concerned about the civil rights movement. I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved. I was involved in what, what they were thinking, what they were feeling. I was involved, but I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. This week, he claimed that he was a civil rights activist. And he looked at me and said, Joe, you should run. I said, but I, I, I'm, I feel strongly about all these issues, but I got involved in the civil rights movement. And war. I, I, he said, Joe, you should do it. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening.